Hi, friends. I'm Chandra Sanchez. And I'm Misha Lazera. And you're listening to Bandwives. Hi, how are you today? I'm doing great. I loved your little bun. You have a cute little <laughs> top knot going today. I don't think I've ever seen you in a cute little bun. It was a funny day. I woke up. We'd been gone. We, we've been traveling a lot. And it was like three weekends in a row. And so I woke up and we had no food. And Sylvie was also awake. And so I said, let's just go to Trader Joe's because Trader Joe's is so fun. And we hardly ever actually go to the store. But I we had just woken up. So I was just like, I don't even, I just got to live. Um, I did the same thing on Sunday, actually. I think this is like only the second time that you and I have ever been inside of a grocery store. But we also <laughs> went to Trader Joe's and it was so amazing. I mean, I got like four plants, two Flower bouquets, so much random groceries, lots of ramen for the kids because now they're home mostly. Sylvie goes to camp next week, but so it's like they eat, will eat all day. I know. I know. It's the worst. Summer's the most expensive food time of the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they also had beautiful peonies. I was very excited about the Trader peonies. Joe's selection. I got peonies. I got the pink ones. Gosh, me too. We're little flower twins. I like to think they came from the same bush somewhere. Oh, yeah. They're in my kitchen. And then Sylvie picked out sunflowers. So those are in the dining room. I mean, those little things can make life feel like it's worth living. It's so true. It's so true. (laughs) They have a lot of pineapple and watermelon options of things currently. Um, And this is not a bad, but again, it could be. Uh, (laughs) And they had this really good dupe for like this watermelon mask that I love from Sephora. Uh, it's in the little pink jar. It's amazing. Um, and it's really close. It could be exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. They, I heard rumors that it's sometimes they're exactly the same and they just slap a different label on it. They mm-hmm. have a lot, of, so much good stuff. I didn't even go down the body aisle because we the cart was full and I had like plants in there and so it's like overflowing. <laughs> but I yeah. should have. Sometimes it's embarrassing when I leave there and they're like, well, where are you parked? Because in New York, there's like never parking close by, but the, you can pull your car around and they'll load it. Or they will walk with you up to a couple of blocks, but I'm too proud. <laughs> uh, I got like a bruise on my arm from trying to carry like 14 seltzer bags, but I'm I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> you have food. You're getting stocked up. You're getting ready for your summer life. I know. So speaking of the pineapple, I got the pineapple sparkling green tea. Hands. I'm really excited. I love how we're just an advertisement of Trader Joe's. I I just also discovered an Instagram page that was like Trader Joe's hacks, and I, I just like watched it for an hour. It's honestly clear to me that we never go to grocery stores because we're so <laughs> excited that there are groceries there. Trader Joe's is different. I know it's because it, you never know what you're gonna get. It's not the same boring choice. I find that I grocery shop in a quarter of the time there. Because the novelty is so exciting. It doesn't leave me paralyzed with indecision. 
Yeah, or just like you're just like, I guess I'll get this. I guess I'll need this. I yeah, I definitely just it's fun too because you can kind of just like see what they have and base your meals around that instead of trying to meal plan, which I don't oh. don't no, don't have time for. Anytime we have somebody on the show who talks about how they meal plan, I'm so envious because I'm a fucking disaster, honestly. I, <laughs> so I'm bad. not envious. I mean, I'm good for them, and it sounds really organized, but I've really. I've swam across the river sticks and I've come out on the other side and I'm like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do just not doing it. And Love so that you. is one thing that I'm not going to waste my time on. Good. My it's, it's a waste of time to me. You know, my mom was talking about how she was going around the house, making sure that like all, because we have like two different light switches for in each room, one on one end, one on the other. And so they were all kind of like uneven because like you could turn it on there. And then when you leave on that side, you turn it off. And so uh-huh. not all the little panels were matching. She said, she like went around the house and matched that. And I said, no, <laughs> no, your life is worth more than that. Your time is worth more than that. That's my mission. Sometimes Adam will do stuff like that. He'll like organize like a cabinet of spray paint. And I'll be like, dude, you yeah. don't just go paint. Again, you don't have to live that way. <laughs> you are Claudio and I am Adam. <laughs> I organized our bag closet like two weeks ago. Oh, he does that all the time. Yeah. I can't stand it with all the bags from all the stores and they're different sizes and they're different shapes. <laughs> and then you never have the bag you need because you don't even know where it is. So I bought like a, a multi-rack organizer and that was my whole life for two days. I mean, it's also <laughs> deep avoidance of everything else, but I feel- That's what I tell him. Yeah. I'm like, what else could you be doing? When my mom came this week, I was like, mom, come look at my bag closet. She was not impressed, but I was very, <laughs> pr- I was very proud of it. Oh, she wasn't impressed. She was just no, she's like, the, oh. she's the you. She's like, whatever, uh, that's stupid. That's, that's a stupid <laughs> way to spend your time. <laughs> it's hard though because that it's beautiful like when you see a perfectly organized pantry like on Pinterest or whatever you know a design show whatever you it is beautiful in its own way and surely for the person who needs that to be to feel sane Mm -hmm. that is beneficial but if you have three kids staying home for summer it's like what kind of like Sisyphus is that he the one pushing the rock up Yes. That just feels like this endless chore. And that how that is how I feel like I want minimal. Our house I want to clean and organize, but beyond the basics, I cannot abide. Yeah. If there's a time to quiet quit your life, it's summer. Just let things be. Um, I bought my first pair of Birkenstocks. I'm sure yes, yes. <laughs> I'm very, See the light. I'm horrified. <laughs> I I like kind of hate bought them. And then I got them and I put them on and I was like, okay, not only are they hideous and expensive, but they're also uncomfortable. Great. Trifecta. Oh, I, no, 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 no. They're so comfortable. You saw my little, all I wore in Italy was those shearling ones. But that was a shearling and that was cute. I bought like a sandal and there are lines that push into every part of your foot. How do they get comfortable, Misha? They conform to your feet. I have two pairs of sandals the brown and black and it's like literally all I wear I got rid of so many shoes and just bought four pair of Birkenstocks I cannot I think maybe my foot profile is the wrong one for them because my toes are very long and uh, I don't know my toes are know. long I can imagine our feet being similar and yeah they must be right hard to say <laughs> I don't know in our in our long line of genetic similarities it's funny I was looking at Atlas the other day because he went through like a little growth spurt 
And for a second, I was like, you look like Keaton. Oh. Yeah, you could see in his little face because he was stretching out a little bit. I, like, I mean, you know, that's got some, yeah, the Italian, <laughs> got the Northern European. Yeah, I could see that. That's adorable. So anything else going on with you? where I'm sure you've read that our air quality has been very rough here. So today is another kind of wonky day. We had a nice Saturday and then it's like kind of been in and out. So, you know, got all the purifiers kicking and just getting back to real life this week. Um, Working. I haven't talked about it on the show yet, but I, you know this, but we are going to be releasing my poetry book through our publishing company. So that's been just like getting it laid out and getting the art together, working with a really cool artist that will announce at some point and, you know, trying to just like get a timeline for that. Like what is what a release date look like? Maybe fall? I don't know. So yeah, so that's been really, really fun. Just fun stuff, fun work. Claude comes home on Friday. It's cool. Exciting. Uh, we're going to spend Father's Day in the storage unit upstate. Which <laughs> <laughs> is his dream. So whatever. With Travis. He and Travis are going to like look for some stuff in storage. And Ab and I will just throw <laughs> pizzas or something over the side. What about you? That's so fun. I'm so excited for your poetry book. I can't wait to hold it and read every single word yeah. and look at all the beautiful art. I've seen just bits and pieces. That's so exciting. I have a book out this month um, called Desperate and Sea with UNC Press with um, my friends. It's a co-written mosaic. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. It's really cool premise. It's just kind of like alternate history, alternate colonial history of North Carolina. I can't wait to read it. We'll get, we can link it when it's there. Yeah. It's available for pre-sale right now. And it'll be out soon. It's really, yeah, uh, it's such a fun premise. And then we are, one of my, the co-writers got us for like, a um, what are they called in academic circles? Like a conference. Uh, and so we're going to go to a conference together and talk about our book. So yeah. Fun. So we I signed up for all that I did, through um, AWP. And so that's good. I'm really excited. I can't wait to hold it. And read it again. I was re- going through it a lot recently. That's how it goes, you know, at that that final stage. And so I'm really excited. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that stage is like frustrating sometimes, but you, like the excitement outweighs it. And when you like catch a typo or we didn't really have any typos because we had a lot of people reading through it, but there was like so, an inconsistency or like a re- word, you know, and then you feel like you really did something, you know, yes. at the end <laughs> there before the final proof. So yeah awesome awesome well I am very excited I'm excited for all the things I think it's like shaping up to be a nice little summer busy yeah hopefully I get to see you in July it will happen I think if we can't see each other in Florida we just got to make it happen we've got our secret super project that I just can't wait to work on I think that is percolating within us though and then when it comes out it'll that's how writing works you got to get the idea Yes. I'm reading this book called The Idea about writing. <laughs> and he said that the idea is 60% of it. Oh. And I I think the more you write, the more you realize that's true. And some people write, they're like, have get form the idea during drafting. But I just, I can't do that. I need to have it before I draft, even if I know it'll change. 
I like to have a loose kind of premise and then really, yeah, flesh into it. But then I find it's like anything, right? If you have too much of a plan, I, I feel like if I get too caught up on that, then I'm trying to like fit blocks into right. places that they don't fit. So, um, but I'm like that with anything, even with like travel or whatever. I'm like, okay, I have a scaffolding. Yep. But, but, but you space have for to be flexible. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. That's where the fun is. So true. Insights. We studied hard for our trip to Italy and believe it's important to always be learning and expanding horizons. Along with Italian, we're currently studying Portuguese, Japanese, Norwegian, and more. That's why we're so excited to partner with Babbel.com, Languages for Life, to offer 55% off subscriptions. We love their app-based lessons, online classes, podcasts, games, and more. We'll hook you up with discounted memberships so that you can learn to order Vino Rosso in any language. Search bandwivespod.com slash babble to sign up today. Okay, well, we have this crazy question. We're going to tackle it a little bit because that's what we do in our Minnesotes. So here is the question. Uh, it says, hi, I have a question for your mini There's a bit of backstory, so I don't want to post it on Instagram. I was raised by professional musicians. My parents worked the Philly club scene back in the 80s and 90s. My mom has a lot of great stories about working in music as a keyboard player and what the field looked like for women. She also has stories about partners and spouses of her bandmates and cautionary tales of what not to do. Flash forward 30 years, I married a musician and I'm a band wife. Lately, it's been a ton of small projects in preparation for an album release, many of which I've been asked to help with. I strive to be supportive because I love the arts and my husband, but in all honesty, I also want to be the type of band partner my mom would approve of and still balance making time for my art and career and life. So even though all of our perspectives and lives look very different, I'm curious if you have modern advice as to what not to do as a band wife. Or have you ever faced unfair expectations or judgments from someone in the music industry? And how did you handle that? A lot. I wish I had, I had, I haven't written it down because I lived it for so long, but I also should have written it down. So (laughs) let me see if I can. It's like a question and a question and a question. It is. Questionception. Yes, I know. So I would say number one she already answered kind of her own question because don't lose yourself. That would be the worst. Don't, that's what bandwives shouldn't do. Don't let it be. I think it was Marie Troman, but so many other wives have said it. You can't like make it your identity. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't, well, I can't say shouldn't. For me, I wouldn't make wife or mother my identity anyway. I'm not comfortable with that, but especially bandwife because there are cliches and if you feel like you need to fit into those or try too hard to fit into those, if it isn't authentic, you know, then it isn't who you are. And so I feel that there have been those situations where I've felt out of place or like I'm not cool enough because there's this expectation that you need to be wearing black jeans and a leather jacket and like studded boots or, you know, that kind of vision of like the 90s rock and roll chick or whatever. And all that's fine, but you just don't have to worry about any of it. Just let it go. Let go of any idea of what you think a bandwife should be or should look like or how they should act, frankly, and just be yourself. 
that would be like my best advice. And being yourself includes like not losing yourself or your identity. You know, you kind of like the too cool game. And that's, that's for sure in this industry, like to be too cool. You see it. I've seen, I've been ignored, definitely been uh, beyond like overlooked, just like almost seen as in the way, mm-hmm. you know, and this has changed over time. I think me too actually really helped that scene um, and so many different scenes to stop treating women like they're like a guest, a visitor. A guest, in, yeah. Or like you know. a, uh, yeah, like even worse than that, like, you know, like a sex thing or, you know, like a just, you know, I don't even know. On the other side of that coin, I think there is like you marry someone who's a musician, that is their job. And it can be hard because especially if you have kids or because they're gone and they're traveling and they're doing like we've talked about, it seems like really fun stuff sometimes. And it can be easy to be get jealous or frustrated. And I think probably one thing a band wife would never want to do is encourage them to quit. So that would be like one thing, you know, always encourage them and let that's the best job in the world. It's one of the best jobs in the world. It's such a cool job. So I would encourage them. But on the other side of the coin, you're still a family. And if it's like not making money and then you would change any job that where you weren't making money or, you know, or if it's not bringing fulfillment or it's become, you know, dangerous because of addiction or lifestyle, then obviously there's boundaries and conversations that need to be had. So that's just kind of like advice because I've seen both, honestly. Absolutely. And I really liked what you were saying about, are you enjoying it? Is it helping your family? Whatever the thing is. I was thinking um, about like the task thing and sort of being assigned or be asked to help with certain things. And it's interesting because I have always been that person. I mean, that's how Claudio and I ended up working together is that he would ask, hey, do you want to take a look at this? What do you think of this? But I was also, you know, I was a writer. I was a copywriter at the time. And he valued my opinion. I'd never looked at it as uh, doing like free labor because I was interested in it and I enjoyed it. And so I guess that's something that you should really consider is, you know, the tasks that you're being given or asked to help with, are they things that you find enjoyable or does it feel like it's taking away from something that you could be doing with your time that you'd rather be doing with your time? Because that's a whole other conversation about free time and, and, and how much you might have of that. But yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with helping your spouse out with something. It is a problem if it's taking away from something that you should be doing, or you don't have any free time of your own to then pursue, you know, your own job or your own goals or interests. So that's what I would say about that. Um, he's completely intolerant of disrespect toward me, which is really like, helpful in so many ways because at the beginning when you know I felt like I hadn't proven myself as a writer never worked in comics before I'm a guest here I'm a visitor I had a lot of imposter syndrome and you don't need someone to fight for you men don't have to validate women but I sure appreciate that and I think it really creates an environment where you know what the expectation is so I think like surround yourself with people who have your back and don't let it stop you if people don't. Yeah. I never even thought about the labor thing because I, when I met Adam, Take It Back Son, it was already such a machine that I don't really have anything to do with that aspect of it at all. So I was, yeah. So it's like, but now that you mention it, I do think sometimes early on too, the partner, the girlfriend or whatever can, do, can is doing 
a lot, you know, whatever it's driving or making t-shirts or selling t-shirts or, and I, I guess I don't even, I don't have any experience there. So that is interesting. So it's a good point to be like, is it how you be, how you want to spend your Fridays, yeah. like in a small club or, or running errands or are you respected for it? Is it expected? Is it fulfilling? And I think the mutual respect thing comes into play because it's like, I have done a lot of uh, reading press releases, helping him with like interview, things like that. But he does the same for me. Yeah, totally. Right? So there's, uh, there's equity in relationships, as long as you feel like you have that, and you're yeah. able to to pursue your things. I read this study a while ago, and it was talking about or where the breakdowns in marriages start to happen and this like resentment. Um, and the woman had, she had asked these people, if you had one more hour, 25 hour days and that hour was just yours you could do whatever you wanted with it what would you do and sort of broke down to these three areas that she calls the happiness trifecta it was either self-care pursuing adult friendships or um, pursuing your own hobbies and interests so uh, incidentally what sort of breaks down and starts to create tension and issues is when there's all of this uh, invisible labor that isn't being addressed, but then the other person is able to pursue one of those things that makes them happy, which seems so fucked up because you want your partner to be able to do something that makes them feel happy and fulfilled. But if it's not equitable in other areas, right, there's resentment. Uh, She had proposed sitting down, really making invisible tasks visible, and saying, okay, like this is all the stuff that gets done on a daily basis. Let's divide it. Let's, however we feel is fair. And then schedule that time in, right? Schedule in that hour a week or hour a day, whatever you have for yourself. So you can do those things without feeling resentment or like it's not, it's not fair. Yes. I love that. It reminds me a lot of the fair play book. It's similar, like where you're supposed to write down all the tasks you do, but I always, have loved his job and thought it was so cool and valued it for what it is like the fact that he gets to do it. And also for like what music and entertainment do for like people's lives. Yeah. <laughs> like we're speaking of peonies being worth living for that is also what makes life worth living in a lot of ways. And I've seen when other wives are like not into it and that can be really hard, you know, to like ask someone to quit their job that they love because you don't like it. Yeah, that seems like not a cool thing to do. But again, that's also there's a lot of things that, you know, it's more important priorities, family, income level. It's life's complicated. If you are fortunate enough in this lifetime that your career overlaps in any part of the Venn diagram with your passion, hold on for dear life try to make that work. And if you are, you know, your partner or anyone in your life is doing that, I think it's really important to try your hardest to support it. Um, And I also don't think there's anything wrong with, again, if you are having a good time, you're enjoying it, then there's anything wrong with helping out your partner do whatever that can help your relationship doesn't always have to be a negative thing. It can just be like, Hey, we're teammates. Not everything has to be work. Like you said, I was in the garden for like an hour yesterday weeding. And I was like, I don't know if I love this. (laughs) It seems like a lot of work. But then I, I, you know, it's good to be outside. It's good. It makes me feel really good to have the yard look beautiful. And so I was like, I can just be like, oh, I'm grateful I got to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you can be reframing at the same Mm -hmm. time. I think like the categorization 
of everything we do is kind of uh, I don't know it's like sucks a little bit of the joy out of just being alive and just being a person and yeah we're going off the rails here but it's true (laughs) (laughs) as we do as one does I like I mentioned at the very beginning like you don't have to be this band wife I think maybe I might even say go so far as to say like don't try to be no there's no right or wrong way to do your life all bands are different too they have different dynamics yeah you know like of what they'll yeah like I just love Krista Barrett we had her on she's like I have wine and cheese parties for the band and I just love that like you can make it your life what you want there's no rules there's everyone's just people yep good luck (laughs) godspeed if we see you out there say hi all right. I don't know what we talked about. Who knows? Who knows what we <laughs> ever talk about? I think we're taking <laughs> That was fun. Bye. <laughs>